Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me today for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on this week, I want to bring you the message entitled, Living on Top of the World. That's right, Living on Top of the World. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ has already given us the power to become sons of God? And because we are his children, we are heirs to the promise. And don't you know that as the children of God, we have overcome the world. That's how we live on top. We're not meant to be under the circumstances or under the weather. We're meant to be above and beyond. And we are in Christ Jesus. So I pray that you will hear this message this week and that you will be richly encouraged. Remember to join us online at www.kingdomrock.org. We pray that you will richly enjoy our new website. There is so much to do there, and I know you're going to be blessed. And don't forget to join us on Facebook or Twitter. We will be glad to have you there. All right, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled, Living on Top of the World, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. There is much more, simply that there is much more, or there is so much more, so much more that God has for you. John the first, or rather, yes, John the first chapter When you get to say amen. amen. Help me pray just for a moment. Dear Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for another opportunity to bring forth your word. Lord, we pray that you would speak from heaven, that your word would be uh, seen and known and expressed. Lord, we pray that you would give us ears to hear and a heart to respond. We're trusting you. Feed us today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, John, the first chapter. Let's look at uh, just a few verses here. John 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Now, you're going to see that several times in Scripture that there was nothing made apart from the word of the Lord. Are you hearing me? From the word of God. Verse 4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. It could not, the darkness could not extinguish the light. Think about it. That's still true today. If this room were completely dark, all the windows were shut and um, screens on them, and this room was completely dark, and if we lit a candle in the middle of the room or someone had a small match, the darkness would not, cannot put that light out. Amen. Doesn't matter how penetrating the darkness is, it cannot extinguish light. Amen. And the Lord says that this light is in you. You're going to see that today in the word of God. He says, in him was life, and the life was the light of who? Light of men. Verse number five says, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Skip down to verse number nine. It says, that was the true light, 
which uh, lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Verse 10, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Talking about the Lord Jesus, of course. He made the world, he came into the world, but the world didn't know him. Verse 11, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. Verse 12 is our power verse for today, verse 12 and 13. It reads like this, but as many as received him, to them gave he what? Power, Power to become what? The sons of God, or we can also say the children of God, or the offspring of God. Uh, to him gave them Power. He gave us power to become sons of God or children of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now turn with me to the book of First John. Let's go to the book of First John. Let's look at First uh, John, the first chapter for right now. First John 1. Way back there, almost next to Revelation. 1 John 1. Or rather, let's go to 1 John 5 first. Let's go to 1 John 5. We may get one. But 1 John 5, let's look at uh, two verses here. 1 John 5, verses 4 and 5. And it reads like this. Whatsoever, or we can also say whosoever... For whatsoever or whosoever is born of God, what happens? Overcomes, overcometh the world. Whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Verse 5, verse 5, who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Effectively telling us what the Lord said there in the book of John uh, John, the first chapter, verses 9 through 13. He says, remember, he said, those that believe on him, he has given us power to become the children of God, power to become the sons of God. You can even, if you want to say daughters of God, you can say that too. We're children, amen? amen. If you believe in Jesus, God said, he has given you the power, the, the right, the authority, the ability to be Come, I love that word, to become, to become the sons of God, to become the children of God. The word become is a transformative word. Transformers. <laughs> More than meets the eye. I'm sorry, I had to do that. Which means you're one way one moment and the next way you're something completely different. He said that he has given you, he has given me the ability to become sons of God, to become the children of God. And then he tells us here in, in 1 John 5 is that uh, he says in verse number 4, Whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. Overcomes the world. You are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. You ought to agree with that and say, yes, I am. Because if you believe in Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, God is, effect in, is, is in effect saying that you have the ability to overcome everything that you can touch, taste, see, or smell. Are you hearing me? 
He has given you the ability to overcome it all. That is debt, that is sickness, disease, calamity, frustration, confusion, everything that's in this world. He said he's given you the ability to overcome it. You can overcome it. In other words, you can get over it. You don't have to be under it, under the circumstances, under the weather. God said, I've given you the ability to overcome it, to climb over that. Hallelujah. To go above that. So if you see a believer, if you see a believer that is down in the dumps, that is in depression, they're there because they have not yet fully grasped the revelation that God has given them the ability through Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, to overcome it. Help your neighbor out and tell him God has given you the ability to overcome that. I don't know what you're worrying about, but God has given you the ability to overcome that. Somebody ought to hear that today. I'm not sure who's hearing today. Let's go to 1 John. Here again, 1 John, let's go to the third chapter. 1 John 3. Let me show you some more. 1 John 3. We're going to rise today and we're going to fly. Hallelujah. Somebody's praying for me. I can feel it. We're going to rise today. I want to fly. Brother Robbie, I want to fly, man. I want to fly. I want to fly. Not fly like a little chicken either. I want to fly like an eagle. I want to fly. My God, I want to fly. Hallelujah. 1 John 3 says this, verse 1. It says, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the what? The sons of God, or the children of God, or the offspring of God. That we should be called. What manner of love God has bestowed upon us this title. He has given us this authority to be called his children. Hallelujah. To be called his offspring. We belong to him. We can call him Abba Father. We can call him Daddy. He belongs to us and we belong to him. Behold, look, gaze, stand in amazement and in wonder that God has chosen you throughout all over all the other creatures in the universe. He has called you to be called his sons and daughters. Hallelujah. His divine offspring. He says here, he said, um, uh, therefore, the world know, kneweth us not because it knew him not. Verse 2, beloved, we are, it says, beloved, now, say now, now. say now. now, say now, now. beloved, now are we the sons of God. Not gonna be, now talks about right now right now is not future it is not in the past it is right now God said I've given you this ability right now in other words you can pick this authority up right now you don't have to wait to get into heaven you don't have to wait until you get good enough God said you can pick this up right now you can be an overcomer right now you can have power and authority right now but you've got to pick it up he said, behold, look with amazement. This is a shocker. The angels are gasping. What in the world has happened? The devil and the demons are cringing. God Almighty, the creator of the universe, the creator of everything that, that is, there is nothing made apart from him. He has given us man the ability to become like him. My God. And there is nothing that can overcome God. Are you hearing me? He is placing his divine substance on the inside of us. I can be like him. I can be like him. Hallelujah. 
And as we celebrate even Mother's Day, understand something. Mothers, you know, you know where the, where the child came from. Praise the Lord. You endured pain getting the child here. Isn't that right? I can't get no talk from mamas. Come on, help me, please. Are you hearing? The child becomes like you. Now, the child may have characteristics of daddy, but inevitably, there's something going to be about that child that's going to look like you. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. My son looks like me, but he acts like his mama. Hallelujah. My daughter looks like my wife, but she act like me. I can't deny her. I can't deny him. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? They are my offspring. They are my children. And you know what? They can get whatever they want most times. Hallelujah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Being a son or a daughter gives you privileges more than just anyone else. I guarantee you, if someone comes up to you, a strange person, come, a strange kid comes up to you, you know, they say, I'm hungry. Of course you're going to get, you're going to give them something to eat if you have it, right? Right? But there's a special cry that your own child has when they say, mama, I'm hungry. Hallelujah. There's that special cry that they have that you hear and that you will understand. You know the difference between a whiny cry <laughs> and a full-blown you know the difference. Hallelujah. You know the difference when the children are playing outside and they're screaming, they're jumping, carrying on. You know the difference between that scream and a scream of terror or horror. Because why? They're your offspring. You've learned them. You know them. You know them. And the Father knows you. Hallelujah. And because we are sons, daughters of God, children of God, we have rights and privileges in the kingdom of God. Verse number two says again, be beloved now, say now. now. Say now. now. Say now. now. Now are we the sons of God. Say now I am a, if you're a son, say son, daughter, daughter. Now I am a, say it again, now I am a, now I am a, get it in you, now I am a, say now, now, now. now. Now, are you hearing what we're saying? Now you got power over the devil right now. Now you have power over circumstance right now. Now you have problem over sickness and disease right now. Now, now, now. Are you hearing? Not next week, not in the sweet by and by, right this very moment. You've got it. If you turn to God and say, God, I don't have it, he'll say to you, what you do with it? I gave it to you. It's already settled. He wrote it himself. Amen. Turn your name and tell him, you got it all right. He said, beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. Oh, wow. It does not yet appear. You, can't, you may not be able to tell it right now. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but, say but. The best things always happen after the but. Let me tell you something. But we know that. When he shall appear, talking about Jesus, the word of God, God himself, when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in himself, in him, does what? He purifies himself even as he is pure. 
If you know that you are a son of God or daughter of God, you ought to walk like it. Praise the Lord. Children of the devil walk like children of the devil. You know it. Oh, you're a child of the devil. Look at you. Just full of the devil. Look at you. You're just full of it. Just full of it. You're just full of the devil. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? The child of God ought to walk like a child of God. Hallelujah. If you believe that you're a child of God, a son or a daughter of God, a child of God, you ought to walk like it. Praise the Lord. You ought to have your head up knowing that my God's got my back. It may be looking bleak right now, but I know my father's got my back. I might not have the money to count right now, but he's giving me favor and it's on the way. Hallelujah. It's on the way. My body may be hurting right now, but I believe that it is by his strength. I am healed. I am an overcomer. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that when he shall appear, when Christ shall appear, this is not just talking about the Lord's coming when he breaks through the clouds, we're going to be changed. But I can see Jesus right now. I see Jesus every time he reveals himself to me in his word. Hallelujah. I see Jesus right now as he's showing himself every time the word opens up to me. Whoa, I understand that now. Guess what happened? He just revealed himself to you. And the more he reveals himself to you, the more you become like him. Hallelujah. And how is Jesus? He's an overcomer. Praise the Lord. He told his disciples, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And because he has overcome the world, we shall overcome the world. Hallelujah. Say with me, I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Hallelujah. I am a giant stomper. Oh, we stop right there. Praise the Lord. When you get home, you, you add some more stuff to it. You're at Kingdom Rock. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready now? Y'all ready to go a little bit deeper? You ready to go deeper with me? I want to take you deeper. Let's go to the book of uh, Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians right now. I want us to take us even deeper today. Hallelujah. I have endeavored. I have desired. As Paul said, I have desired to show you so much I feel the spirit of God within me desiring to show you so much. And I believe today we'll be able to show you just a little bit. Praise the Lord. And if you're praying with me, I believe you'll get more than just some pot liquor or crumbs. I believe you're going to get full today in the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Ephesians, the third chapter. This is Paul's prayer, or the Lord praying through Paul, or he's praying God's will among the Lord's people. And we'll see here in Ephesians, the third chapter, uh, this is something very thrilling. Paul begins to talk about a mystery, uh, a mystery. Let's look at verse number one. He said, for this cause I, Paul's the, I Paul, the prisoner of the Lord Jesus, uh, for the Galatians, if ye have uh, heard of the uh, dispensation of the grace of God, which is uh, given me to you word. Verse three, how that by revelation he hath, rather, he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore uh, in few words. The mystery, mystery, say mystery. mystery. Look at verse number nine. He says, and uh, to make all men see what is the fellowship of the, what? Mystery from the beginning of the world uh, hath been hid in God who created all things by who? 
Jesus Christ. So we see this again. We see what happened there in the book of John, right? How the Lord made everything right. We see, we see another shadow here, another picture of it here in uh, Ephesians. The mystery. What is the mystery? The mystery is how God would, would um, bring all of mankind, Jew and Gentile, into himself. The mystery is how, uh, and really the mystery, the Bible says it was, it was kept hidden from the principalities and powers. It was held hidden from the devil and the fallen angels because the devil thought he had the thing all sewn up. He made Adam and Eve to sin and it, it corrupted the bloodline throughout all the generations. And the devil said, I got him now. I got all human race. I got mankind. But God had a mystery hidden. He knew what he would do before the world was created, before the foundation of the world, before the foundation of anything. He knew what he was going to do, that he was going to bring his people, all of mankind together, Jew and Gentile, bring them into himself, bring them into one body, the body of Jesus Christ, and how he was going to invest in them, invest in mankind, the power to judge, hear me, to judge the enemy. You have been given the authority or the ability to judge the adversary. What are you talking about, Pastor Stroud? The Bible declares that don't you know that we shall judge the angels? That we shall judge the angels? What angels are those? Primarily it's talking about the fallen angels, the fallen spirits. Well, well how do you bring judgment or, or a decree upon a fallen spirit? Let's say a fallen spirit or, or some type of demonic power gives someone, or we can say, we can say it this way, uh, a spirit of infirmity, sickness. That spirit comes upon the person, and we've seen this several times in the word of God. Uh, that person have a, has a spirit of infirmity, and then we come as ambassadors carrying the power of God as, as his sons as his daughters and we decree no that sickness is not unto death but unto the glory of God and we decree right now by the stripes of Jesus Christ you are healed what has happened the judgment has then come in other words the the judgment is the verdict from heaven and God always sides with his word here comes as mentioned this morning in Sunday school class the enemy is the accuser of the brethren he stands as the prosecutor as the prosecutor and says no they ought to have sickness no they ought to they know what they did they, they don't have a right to live they don't have a right to have anything they ought to be sad and doom and gloom for the the rest of their life but here we are on the Lord's side hallelujah and the Lord Jesus is defending and we're in him and he is our attorney and God the Father is the judge and he said with my body through the body of Christ will come in and God will usher in judgment in that degree and in that area and what is his judgment the judgment of the Father says devil I've heard your argument I know what they've done but I still judge them as being healed by my son's stripes I have judged them to be well I judge them to be forgiven hallelujah we're going to bring the judgment of God or the will of God into the earth hallelujah we are God's ambassadors we're the ones that carry the decree from the courthouse right there and beat the devil upside the head with it you see this is what God said so you've got to go this is a judgment from heaven of healing of deliverance of peace of prosperity of love of joy of, of a blessed life and we bring that decree into the halls of hell and we cast the devil out with it. Are you hearing me? We will judge the angels. We will judge this earth. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Everywhere where there's darkness, we can bring in the light. 
everywhere where there's darkness, we bring in the light. And what is the light? The light is a judgment on the darkness. The Bible declares that men hated light because it showed up their darkness. It showed up their sin. Every time the light comes in, it exposes what was hidden in darkness. And that's judgment. Are you hearing me? The light always exposes. So this is the mystery. Then verse 10 says, uh, to the intent God brought us into Christ, born again, filled us with power to this intent uh, that now rather uh, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places. Of course, he's talking about demonic um, demonic or or fallen angel positions there uh, might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God God said I've done that so that I can reveal to the universe reveal to these fallen powers my plan and purpose we are the wisdom of God hallelujah now as we begin to close here I want you to see this now here's the prayer I was speaking about here's the will of God as it relates to you and I and I pray that you hear this I pray I haven't lost you Verse number 13 says, wherefore I desire that, uh, that ye faint not at my tribulation for you, which is your glory. Verse 14, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Verse 16 that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Number one, you ought to receive strength in your inner man, to be strengthened with might in the inner man. That is in your new nature. God said, I will empower your new nature. Are you hearing me? As, you, as God empowers your new nature, the nature of you, the, the part of you that's like Christ, the old nature, that vile and cruel nature will be suffocated. Are you hearing Verse 17 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints. You now here is some what we call uh, communal knowledge. This is a community centered knowledge where everyone that is born of God, all sons and daughters of God should possess. Hear this, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend or understand with all saints, what is the breadth and length and depth and height? It's talking about the love of Christ. God wants us all to be able to comprehend, to understand the grasp of his love, to see how high it is and how deep it is and how wide it is. He wants us all to comprehend and grasp his great love for us. In verse 19, now we're really going to get fired up here. If you haven't heard anything else, I pray you're ready to go with me now. Verse 19 says, and to know the love of Christ, which passive knowledge. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Now, how are you going to know something that passes knowledge? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> to know the love of Christ. Now, notice it does not say know the love of God, it says that you would know the love of Christ. Christ is the manifestation of the love of God. Remember John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he did what? Gave his only begotten son. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ is the proof that God loves you. 
He is the manifestation. He, Christ is the picture, the cross is the picture of how far God is willing to bring you back to him. How far he was willing to bring you back into fellowship and relationship with him. With every drop of blood, they spat on Jesus. They whipped him. They beat him. They killed him. They And, and third day, of course, we know he rose again. But before the third day, we know that he descended to the lower parts of the earth. He went to hell for you burning up our sins there in the lake of fire in hell are you hearing me so that there's no more record of them anywhere anywhere at all because Jesus dealt with them Jesus was our sacrifice our propitiation our atonement God said I was willing to do that to my son for you Jesus is the demonstration he is the proof of how far God is willing to go for you and you think because you had a sip last night of, of Heinecy or, or Tripoli or whatever it is, you think last night because you were on the dance floor doing the whatever they call those dances now, you think that God is going to turn his back on you? No, he said, I've invested too much for you. I've invested too much, and I'm going to come and get you, the Lord said. I'm not going to let off of you. I'm going to keep pulling you and pulling you and pulling you and pulling you. Until the end, when you close your eyes for the last time, if you die in rejection, it's not God's fault. Are you hearing? Let's look at this. He said, and to know the love of Christ, the word love here now means to, it means to have an intimate knowing. The word know has, has an, it means an intimate knowing. It has also a sexual connotation between a man and a woman. An intimate knowing, he says, I don't want you just to know about my love. I want you to know my love. I want you to experience my love. He said, you are to know the love of Christ. That passes knowledge. Passes knowledge indicates that you, you're not going to find this in a book somewhere. You're not going to find this in seminary or in Bible college. You're not going to find this just in preaching and teaching. You're going to have to have an intimate encounter with God to understand and know this type of love, this type of relationship. You're going to have to spend some time with him. Hallelujah. This type of love flows from God to you and you to God. And the love of Christ goes from you also to others. God said, I want you to experience my love. Walk in the love of God. I want you to feel the love of God. I want it to embrace you. I want you to get into this thing. Really intimately know my love, the Lord says. Why? Somebody says, why? Somebody say, why? Why? Why should I know the love of God? And it tells you here in verse 19, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. He said, I want you to experience my love. Now we're about to go. I pray God help me to fly today. He said, I want you to experience my love, that you would know how much I love you, that you would know my expression of love towards you so that, or the Lord said, this is my intent, so that you might be filled with all of me. God said, with all the fullness of God. He said, I want to fill you up with all that I am. The Father said, with all that I am, I want to put it in you. All that I am, I am love, I am joy, I am peace, I am power, I am grace I am mercy I am faith I can do all things the father says I want to put all of me all of me into you can you imagine that 
Now notice something here. He said, I want you to know my love so that you might be filled. Filled with all the fullness of God. Look at that. Filled. Now the word filled, I'm telling you here, if there is a danger word, this is a danger word for some people. Let me give it to you right quick. Danger, 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 Will Robinson. Danger, danger, danger. If you're not serious about God, you may want to leave right now. Because here we're going to the danger zone. Are you hearing me? He said, I want to fill you with all of me. Now, the word field, the word field here uh, has uh, connotations of a ship, kind of like a ship pulls into a port. I think I will draw it. Oh, yes, I will draw it. Praise the Lord. And that ship has several compartments in it. Praise the Lord. Ship pulls into port. God said, I want to fill you with all of me. Now, in order for God to fill you, that means something in you has got to get out of you. If you're already full, then that's got to get out. Or maybe even if you have just a small, teeny, 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 tiny section, but the rest of it is, uh, is empty. God said, I'm coming to fill you. So that means when his water flows in, his flows in, this little thing here is going to just flow right out over here because he's filling, he's filling, he's filling. He said, I want to fill you full. The word feel also means to, to satisfy, to complete. He wants to satisfy his people. Praise the Lord. These things of the world won't satisfy you. Only the Lord can satisfy you. Only he can complete you. I'm sorry, Jerry Maguire. She didn't complete you, but God did. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? God said, I want to fill you with my fullness. I want to pour everything that I am into all of you. Then what does that mean? That means now this takes place right now. Now, not later on, but right now, to the degree that you allow him to fill you, because the Lord just won't come in your life and just start bringing and start moving things in without your permission. No, he won't. If you still like the bump and bump, he'll let you bump and bump, but you won't receive all the power and presence of God over your life. That means that whatever area you are still allowed, the devil's still ruling, and he's going to bring you all kind of hell and mess because all of that stuff attracts flies. The filth in our lives attracts flies. And you get enough flies in there, they're going to start laying eggs and maggots. And once the maggots begin to grow, they're going to produce more flies. And you'll have all kinds of filth coming out of your life. Praise Jesus. He says again here, he says God, it's God's intent for the body, for you and I, to be filled with all the fullness of God. Notice the word says all the fullness of God. Now that is incomprehensible that he wants to put all of him into all of me. And this feeling goes on and it continues on and on. Look at verse 20. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think, say according, according. Now let me give you this danger part again. This feeling is dangerous because here again, if you're still holding on to the things of this world, Jesus said, you're going to lose them. If you still have your own plans and desires and you want to do what you, you want to do, you're 9, 12, and 2, and you want to do what you want to do. Nine, twelve, and two. You're that age, yes. Are you hearing me? 
And we decided, hey, I want to run my life where I want to run my life. Understand something. If you, are part, if you are a part of the body of Christ, if you are a son and daughter of God, God is pushing that mess out of your life. Now, you may be resisting him, and he'll allow you to resist. Hallelujah. But if you are his son or his daughter, the Bible says if you be not, uh, if you be not chastised of the Lord, then you're not a son or a daughter. You're that other bad word, which I'm not going to say right now. Are you hearing me? Because this is God's agenda. He wants to make you like Christ. And what did Jesus do? Even in the garden, he said, Father, let not my will, but let your will be done. He wants us to be poured. He wants all the things that were in us to be poured out of us that he may fill us to the full of all of him. So that when we go around this earth, and you'll see this, when we go around the earth, God is pouring himself into us. And we go around others that need a touch from God, we'll have something to give to them. We'll be filled full. Remember when Peter and John went to the temple to pray? They saw, they saw a poor old crippled man begging at the gates. They said, now we don't have any money, but we can help you anyway. What, what did they say? They said, uh, rise in Jesus' name. They said, such as we have, such as I have have I given to you such as I have I given to you in other words I have been filled with the fullness of God and I am releasing that into your life and what happened the crippled man began to get up and he walked and he walked off or leaping and jumping are you hearing last thing here he says now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us the word according means agreement in agreement to in other words you can decide how much power you're going to flow in you can decide it is up to you and between you and God you can come as close to God as you want to he said draw nigh unto unto God and he will draw nigh unto you you can decide your place with God you can decide the power uh, that you possess with God it is on your court it is in your thinking it's in you are you hearing that's you. You have to decide whether I, oh, you have to decide I'm going to divorce what I want, Lord God, and I'm going to receive what you want. Lord, I'm, I'm, I don't want my way, but Lord, I want your way. And we have to pray, Lord, take these desires, take every desire out of me that is not like you. Everything that you have not approved of, take it out of me. Take it out of my ship, Lord, so that you may make more room to pour more of you into me. I am a container. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that we are the temple of God's Holy Spirit and you can go into God just as far as you want to you can have as much power as you want to with the Lord but the thing is that we're still holding on to stuff because it makes our bodies our flesh feel good but why are we still holding on to it because we have not had a revelation a revelation of the love of Christ once you have a revelation of the love of Christ, you'll be more willing to release the things of this world. You say, Lord, I know you love me and I trust you. We're not willing to release the things we have in our hold. Uh, we're not willing to be uh, fully obedient because that's what it is. If we still have things in our hold, then that means that we're not fully obedient to the Lord. And why aren't we fully obedient? Because we have not experienced his great love. If you go out on the street somewhere, and someone says, hey, try this new drink. And he's not wearing any special clothing. He just comes up and says, hey, try this new drink. Well, most, of us, most of us would say, uh, excuse me, no, thank you. <laughs> and begin to walk away. 
But if there's someone there like mama who says, here, here, son, try this. Oh, good, 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 good. Are you hearing me? What was that, mama? Can I ask some more? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Because there's an, area of, there's an era of trust that has been built. Because she has proven her love time and time again. The child knows the mother's love and knows the mother will do nothing to harm the child. Are you hearing me? I'm talking about a godly mother, by the way. Praise Jesus. So we're reluctant to release because we have not known his love. God said that he wants us to be rooted and grounded, rooted and grounded in his love so that we'll be able to trust him to release our unforgiveness, to trust him to release and be fully obedient that we may walk in power as sons of God. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.